Hi, I'm David. And I'm Doug. And we are Beyond Hungry. Doug, what are we going to talk about today? So um, I I think today is sort of unique and and sort of unprecedented because uh, this is the very first recording that we've done where we are actually in the same room together, (laughs) which I think is hilarious that like we, we started this whole podcast in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, and not that we're out of it necessarily, um, but um, yeah, we're actually the same room. We're, we're sitting here in Des Moines in my apartment, which I think is also funny for another reason, because David, like the sort of irony here is that you're actually visiting not just my apartment, <laughs> but Des Moines because you moved. Yes, yes. <laughs> it was just really ironic because like we had some opportunity to record in present, but our schedule didn't line up. And yeah, it was kind of a. A decision to move back back to Chicago to to be with family and and just to be be back there. So yeah, it's it's very ironic. And also you you gotta visit us yeah. just a couple couple weeks ago, which yes. is which is also incredible. Yeah, no, it, it was a hell of a time and, and we'll talk about that. But uh for, first off, David, how does it feel to be back in Des Moines, back in Iowa after uh, a month or two in Chicago? It feels uh, kind of like surreal just because it my move back to Chicago kind of still feels um, like it's not permanent. It still feels like I'm just going back to visit family, even mm-hmm. though we have our own place now. Mm. It it doesn't feel like a reality. You know, you're trying, to, you're trying to get that routine and you're trying to like find those places that you frequent, like easy to go to your grocery stores, like things you really don't think about of like what fits into your routine, your day to day when you wake up, when you get groceries, when you make your plans, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I, I have a doctor's appointment here still. Like I still, <laughs> oh, really? I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to the dentist a couple of days in okay. a couple of days and I haven't really told them like my address is updated, but I'm still scheduling appointments there. Oh, wow. So I'm still like in this, in this realm of being in two places and, mm-hmm. and, you know, I still make sure up of like, Oh, telling my family like, well, I got to go back home or like back to Iowa and, you know, getting my vocabulary messed up, but yeah, it feels kind of surreal. I'm happy I get to you know visit some of the places still and eat there. I'm mm-hmm. still trying to make the plans of where to go to. Yeah, of course, but yeah, yeah. I well, I mean, I, you know, you visit at sort of an interesting time. We've got the state fair going on right now. Is that was that ever a thing for you? Did you go to the state fair? I have gone to the state fair. I like the state fair. You know, hitting up the Iowa craft beer tent was mm. was something that we always was like a must do for us because it was like <laughs> something my friends did. Uh, explore the croissant. I don't know if you know what that is. The uh, I can't remember. I know the name, but they, it's like I, a croissant donut. Sandwich. Oh, that's right. Yes. 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 Pretty good. Um, the, you know, jumbo corn dog, <laughs> seeing the animals. Of course, the bucket of cookies. Yes, the bucket of cookies. So it's it's good. I, I know it's going on this week. I don't think I'm going to be able to get a chance to just because, yeah. like, heavy crowds. I think from what I read, it was like Saturday was a hun- over 100,000 people. And yeah, that's... And I don't think I'm ready big, for that but yet. that's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't think I'm ready for that yet. Like, you know, yeah. I'm surrounded by people always in Chicago. So yeah. it's like kind of now to have a little separation. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, now, now that you're back and, and once again, it does, you know, as you said, you do sort of feel like you're in this kind of in between. Like this isn't a clean break or a clean move. You're kind of caught in between. Uh, what were you looking forward to coming back to Iowa? What, what are some places that you want to hit up? Whether or not you can get to them. Oh, would you some, like to go? Some gems that I always like like to go, like Lucky Lotus, mm. um, 
definitely one of my favorite places, like cool basil, tacos of familia. You know, mm. you, of course you can find these, these places in Chicago, like these types of food that are equally as good. Um, but it's also like the community, like, no, like, you know, being in, I would say like a smaller market, you get to like frequent these places and you get to meet the people mm-hmm. and they get to know your face and it feels almost a little bit like more like family. Mm-hmm. You get to like know them and, and it, and it has that different presence that it doesn't feel like you're just going out to eat. It feels like you're going to contribute to the community that you feel a part of. Yeah. And that's something that I do miss where like being known or saying like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? And, and knowing that they've seen your face and being like seeing that like little sparkle in their eye that you're coming back to support them. Yeah. Um, definitely is something that I look forward to. And just like some things that you definitely, you can't get in Chicago is just like the people's twist on their flavors to mm-hmm. kind of, you know, to, to work for the demographic that's here and also what they want to explore. So yeah. definitely it's an artistry like concept for them. Yeah. Like, Doug, like what what do you think that you would have missed if you were like if you were to think about moving, where would you think that what would you miss from Iowa? Whew. I mean, I, I think like you, there would be specific places that I would miss just because I've built up so much like taste memory behind it and that just being there um a lot. So yeah, I think Tacos La Familia would be uh, a place I would miss. Lucky Lotus definitely, even though it's relatively new on the mm-hmm. restaurant scene, it's only been around for a couple of years now it's definitely a place that uh is near and dear to my heart um i think you know strangely enough um when i when i first moved back to iowa i had such a low opinion of like the loose meat sandwich that like made right <laughs> but over the years you know through some like critical thought and reflection i've really come to kind of love this weird little iowan sandwich uh and and i've tried to find ways to like make it really good and and put my own twist on it and i think i would miss that i think i'd miss being able to get something not that i get it super often every once Mm -hmm. in a while you know it's nice to be able to to get one of those and it's just a strange strange thing that you really i don't think you can find anything quite like it anywhere else i actually do miss cornbread oh really i think i think barbecue is one of those things where Personally, when you find a place, mm-hmm. it's like the place you go to a lot. And I think barbecue is somewhat a little hard mm-hmm. uh, just because everyone has their own styles. And I think cornbread had a good fusion mix into their stuff that what makes it hard is that it's in Ames. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the car- cornbread barbecue, which is in like, I think the old train depot on Main Street in Ames. So, which I finally got a chance to go to after years of people telling me to go there. What I, do you think? Uh, it, it was funny because when we were uh, we were on a trip to Minneapolis and we we had to pass through Ames and so I, I loved it. Um, it. It was it was really great. It was really sort of surprising. It sounds like they're having a lot of fun with the flavors mm-hmm. over there. Uh, it was also a much bigger place than I imagined. I thought yeah. it was like a little tiny thing, but they have like a whole <laughs> second floor and it's quite the operation. So very happy that I won. The next time in Ames, I'll have to I'll have to hit that up again. So uh, yeah. Yeah, so right now for this week, I'm just looking at menus. Uh, sadly, <laughs> we're recording this on a Monday, and you know, I'm looking for lunch. And I'm like, nothing's open. I want this, and yeah, just trying to make time to to go to these places. Yeah, and like, okay, what do I want? Um, but yeah, like that's the other thing is, you know, from moving to Chicago, I, I ate a little bit light, lighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, not saying my taste buds have changed, but just the motivation to kind of be healthier, just by 
the surroundings of mm-hmm. like you know the neighborhood I, I live in now um it's like Bucktown Wicker Park there's always people running mm-hmm. and then the accessibility to healthier options right um has made me like crave that a little bit more just the feeling of mm-hmm. like how I, my body feels right and then going here i'm like do i have those options like gateway market's great i you know i go that but i'm trying to think of like what other options and i'm trying to like also fight myself of like i miss this food i want to eat this <laughs> but right now i was like i am enjoying how my body feels right now so right. i'm like where am i i was like <laughs> drove in sunday night and i had this very heavy meal yeah and i enjoyed it at the moment and then afterwards i'm like i don't like feel good but it's kind of conflicting um so I'm kind of like, there's a whole conflict of being in two different places and yeah. like changing as a human, moving different routines. And then you come into the, this break and like, okay, you know, it's like, it's like when your friends come into town, they're like, Hey, let's go out day drinking. And mm-hmm. you're like, I haven't day drinking like a month. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can hang. I'm like a, I'm like a two, two drink person yeah. right now. Yeah. And, and also <laughs> pandemic, I feel like lowered everyone. Okay. For some people lowered a lot of people's tolerances. Cause like I used to like, you know, we would go out and we would drink and for a long time, there was no such thing as going out and drinking. There was drinking at home, which could get dangerous if you did that too much. So a lot of us, Kind of stepped away a little bit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. My tolerance definitely isn't what it used to be. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, no, there's there's a whole acclimation here. I mean, there's so much going that's going on right now in the world. And it sounds like you're also with the move. You're caught in between places. There's all this flux. But um, let's, let's get back to Chicago, the great city of Chicago, still in the Midwest, which makes our podcast, you know, still very much a discussion about food and culture and everything behind it in the Midwest. Um I, I want to dig into what you said before about like, you know, about returning to that and not visiting anymore and having to find all these places that you have to find when you live there, when you're like a regular, when you're, you know, that that's I feel like that's a that's a period of time that I think only exists for maybe like six months before you kind of like settle in to mm-hmm. like you, you really feel a part of where you live. Right. And so like and you're in that six months. So like what are these things that you're discovering especially or or potentially rediscovering because you're returning to chicago you know what are these things that you're having to find or that you're looking for oh this is so much like uh i don't know where to begin so i've been away from chicago for for six years uh, in iowa so with the pandemic what hurt the most was going back and wondering the places where i frequented were still there right right you have that with uh the boomings of neighborhoods of, you know, I would say, gentr- say gentrification, but like the rise of, of costs. So yeah. if places can still f- afford to be where they, where they were. So, and then also like coming as a professional and I, I you know, growing up there and, and, um, being a college student there, you know, your budget was different. So you didn't, you didn't <laughs> frequent the restaurants that, that you can now explore, right. but like, so there's, there's one we went to Carms, which for me has some of the best Italian ice. It's right on the campus of uh, University of Illinois, Chicago. We went there, you know, with exploration, but some of the ingredients changed. And for us, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't the same, but it still has a special place for us where like the owner, uh, Steve, was a really good person to me when I was in college. You know, he he employed some of my friends and it's right there in the heart of little Italy. You know, always go there. Tad and Ice is always the best, even though it's like kind of hidden away from the main place. Mm-hmm. And then some of my favorite Italian restaurants are gone. Oh, really? Yeah. Like there's a 
you know, public library there now and in different restaurants or different buildings. So now we're like the one place that I would tell people to frequent it. Like I was recommending something that wasn't there. So they're oh, like, oh, man. what is, you know, like, like Leona's or Francesca's was called. And then you go to places like Rico Benny's on the South Side, which is still there. Yeah. Still incredible, still delicious, still hefty. They have the uh, breaded steak sandwich, which is kind of <laughs> like a chicken parmesan sub with mozzarella cheese, jardinera uh-huh. peppers, hefty. I've never, it's a place where I grew up eating, but I always ordered and get it delivered. So I've never been to the actual location. Oh, really? And I never realized how much other food they had. Oh, wow. And it's right by like a police station. So there's like, oh, there's like so many cops just walking there and it gives you a full Chicago vibes. Right. Um, wait, wait, wait a second. I, I, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to dig in just for a second. Cause you mentioned that the, you, there's the, like a breaded steak sandwich there. Yes. But it's they wouldn't phenomenal. call it a chicken fried steak. There no, no, it's just a breaded steak sandwich. <laughs> it's a breaded steak sandwich. It's, it's not a chicken fried steak. Nope. Okay. Yeah, so already some regional differences. Yes. It's, it's delicious. <laughs> it's massive. And, and I mean, you don't want to feel like it's a lot of food. I'm going to say you, you won't regret eating it. You won't feel the best, but it's mm-hmm. great. Um, yeah. Full of flavor. And, mm-hmm. and it, after like Sox games, like, a place like that, you realize they just churn people like crazy. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it was really good. Um, but then, like, you know, we're living in a da- different neighborhood than where I used to live previously. So it's like now you're trying to explore those different flavors, uh, different new restaurants or what's in that that community. And also, like, your, I feel like your taste buds develop, right? Like, yeah. There's places that I've eaten and I'm like, I don't think I like this anymore. Or now like the quality the quality ingredients have changed or you're just you just crave something different than, yeah. than what you expect. I mean, it's been six years. I, I don't think it's 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 hard to to argue that you know, you were in, in many ways a very different person than you were six mm-hmm. years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean we all evolve. And the other thing about Chicago is that eating at franchises has kind of like put way in a back burner because yeah there's just so many community places that you can eat that you're like am i doing ju- like am i exploring anything why am i going to popeyes when i can have a, like a chicken sandwich at this other place right oh, next door yeah. that's probably gonna be a lot better yeah so it's it's definitely be like very difficult with trying to eat at home so if anyone's <laughs> following my instagram <laughs> My cooking at home <laughs> has dwindled mm-hmm. and I'm trying to revitalize that yeah. because eating out out is not the best financial decision yeah. anyone can make. <laughs> yeah. I feel like do you, do you ever do the thing where like you want something and you 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 order it and you get takeout but you don't want to pay for like the whole thing and you're like you know like like sometimes you know, I'll order from a place where like, ah, I really feel like pizza. So let's get some pizza. And it's like, we should be healthy. We should order a salad. And I'm just like, no, I can save 10 bucks. I can make a salad. <laughs> you order the pizza and you make your own salad. And it's like this compromise. Yes. So this is a place called, I mean, it's a Minnesota place. Like Sweet Greens. It's oh, like a, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a Chipotle version yeah, yeah, for yeah. salads and stuff. We've realized we can make the, our own salads. Yeah. So we, we've done that, made our own salads. And they kind of like the pizza. I'm like, well, we have a little bit of salad. But we don't have the rest of the toppings to make it feel like so we're like let's order pizza okay um but the struggle with pizza is like what kind of pizza we want like yeah. the options are like do we want chicago thin crust there's this place that has new haven style pizza and oh, like, yeah. what's that and they're like 
place that has Detroit style. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, you order Chicago deep dish. I'm like, Chicago deep dish, I order it once a year, yeah. like, just to, like, get that, like, kind of like that White Castle craving out the right, way. Right, right, right. Um, but I think the decision fatigued of, like, what to order is is a little pain, yeah. painstaking. Is it fun, though? Is it fun exploring all these new places? I mean, I feel like I would be, like, a kid in the candy store just being, like, moving somewhere new and getting to, like... Oh, it's so much fun. Uh, <laughs> it's fun, but it kind of, you know, it's not fun when you realize, like, I spent how much? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's consequences. There's consequences. <laughs> but I'm not going to lie. It's it's like, and this is just a neighborhood. Like, you don't, like, it's, a let's say, a two-block radius, mm-hmm. like a circle. There's 20, 50 places mm-hmm. and you know i ride my bike around and i'm like oh i want to go explore that i want to explore that mm-hmm. and because i'm still in the middle of like two worlds and haven't found my routine yet sometimes i find myself going out more because i feel like i'm on borrowed time it hasn't mm-hmm. fully sunk in like hey take it slow you have time but then you have like this whole thing in the world with like either like the delta variant or what's going on you're like is there going to be another another chance where I'm not going to be able to explore this? So then, like, right. should I explore this now, or what's going to happen? And yeah. then you like want to explore other neighborhoods. And then you have people coming over, like you and you came over. I was like, where should we go? And it's like that pr- <laughs> that pressure of like, yeah. I haven't found the right pizza place. Let's just gamble with this pizza place <laughs> to take them. Yeah. So it's it's also like kind of like research because I do feel that pressure of like friends and family coming into the city to spend time with us and there's a pressure of like oh where are we going to go eat it's going to fall on us and i'm like we want to make sure that i choose the right place right and you know we do have a go-to places for that and we'll talk about uh your experience there a Mm -hmm. few places but it's it's also because because you know we had this food podcast and it's kind of the expectation of like if people are going to come visit me I got to make sure the place that we're going is good. Yeah. I can't be like, hey, we're exploring this together. Because then right. it's like, I don't want them to think of like, oh, you're a foodie. You do your research. Right. So this is our right place. I mean, uh, you know, I, I want to push back on that. I feel like that's totally an okay thing to do. I think that's I think that's kind of fun. I mean, I, I can get, I can understand that some people might not want that. Mm-hmm. But I think when 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 we came, let's, let's move on to that part. Let's move on to the, to, uh, to my, my trip visiting David. Um I, I actually thought that was a fun idea to like, you know, that you were still in this mode of like still exploring the neighborhood. And actually, first, I want to talk about the neighborhood. So like when you told us where you were moving to, where you got in your apartment, I looked on the map. And so like the thing about me is that like when I travel anywhere to any like major sort of city, I will go through and I'll do a bunch of research and find mm-hmm. out all like the the sort of like notable places to eat uh stuff fun stuff to do but it's a lot of restaurants i'm not gonna lie it's a lot of restaurants and like breweries and bars and things like that but mostly restaurants mostly it's it's food oriented and so like you know like atlanta i think i have something like 200 locations chicago's like 250 mm-hmm. you know different yeah. places are like you know and, and i i have all these like dots on google maps basically and i looked and i brought up my map of chicago with like all the places that i had and david's apartment is at this like this like singularity <laughs> of like 
amazing restaurants and cool things to do. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? Like, like the jealousy that I felt in that moment was was palpable. And it was just like, there's so much to do there. It's, it's such a wonderful couple of streets that you're on that go on forever where you mm-hmm. can just keep on walking and finding things. Like I probably started on one end of it get breakfast, keep on walking, grab a coffee, do some stuff, find lunch somewhere along the middle, keep going, get dinner at the very end. Like it's one of those streets, which you can't really do here in Des Moines. Um, and so like, I don't know, like I, I was, it was, it, I was very excited to, to come in. And of course, like it's, there's this like concept that I have about like, I like the idea of a city that is undiscoverable mm-hmm. in the sense that like, I feel like Des Moines in a sense is, you know, the size of it that it is and the rate that it grows and like, and and that things turn over that, you know, if you work hard, you can pretty much discover a lot of the places that are in Des Moines pretty easily. And then you'll, you'll kind of be pretty good at the city. But like, I feel like Chicago is one of those cities that's large enough that there's enough things that are happening enough kind of turnover in different areas that it's kind of impossible to discover all of it. It's difficult to know everything about the restaurant scene there because there's just so much happening. There's too much. To kind of for one person to take in all at once. Oh, yeah. I, I find that to be like a really beautiful concept. Yeah, I think uh, I, was, I was like, I was in college when I saw this, like either on a Food Network or Travel Channel, and it was a special on Chicago, and they focused like in a blues bar, and I think it was the drink culture, the the food and, and drink culture, and they said that if you were to start drinking at the age of eighteen, I believe, or twenty one, if you were to have a drink at a different place. And had ten drinks a night, at a, and then every t- every drink is a different place. Ten <laughs> drinks a night, every day for the rest of your life, you would never have the same drink at the same bar. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And and I totally was like, and, it, and it's definitely possible. I walk the same three blocks with my dog, and you know, in the weekends, I ride my bike and I go to like a co-working space, and probably spend three three months. I discover a new place. I'm like, I didn't know that was there. Right. Or what's this place? And it's and it's a constant. And sometimes when you eat at the same place or you order food at the same place, you're like, am I exploring enough? Because <laughs> you're like, I know this is really good. I crave this. But I'm like, yeah. am I even exploring enough? Like other right. options that are out there. Right. And the affordability, like there's, there's a range. There can be a very expensive restaurant that you're, you know, you're going to drop a couple hundred dollars to eat at. And then right next door, it can be like, oh, you can feed a family for like 20 bucks. So yeah. it's it's a definitely mixed. There's definitely different kinds of people mingling. There's different options of like, you don't have to drive to a fancy part of the town to have fancy dinner. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's right there. Or if I want something quick and easy, yeah. I can just go next door. Yeah. So it's hard. Even like lunches. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to walk over, <laughs> grab this, pick it up, eat yeah. a sandwich. and The FOMO is real. The yeah, FOMO is real. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, so, so, yeah. Uh, Shelby and I took a trip to Chicago a few weeks ago to visit David and Megan. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was a blast. And, and this is the first time we've been to Chicago in uh, in a very long time because we intended to go in 2020 because we we like we want to go to Chicago like every year, but obviously we didn't uh, in 2020. And so it'd been it'd been a couple years. And so uh, it was it was really fun to kind of go back in. And yeah, I mean, I think that first night, uh, well, we were just talking about thin crust pizza. I think that was our first meal, right? Yes. Yes. We had dinner for the uh, was time. it was it Pat's? Yes. Pat's, Pat's Pizzeria. Yeah. Which was well, you had never been to. I've never been to. But you'd heard of it. Yeah. 
yeah, as like one of the kind of, uh, you know, sort of longstanding uh, pinnacles of this sort of Chicago thin crust pizza. Yeah. Is that what thin it's crust, called? Thin, uh, Chicago thin crust, or like tavern style. I think Ta- a lot okay. of people are known it for that. Uh, cut into squares. Mm-hmm. Uh, very old school Italian vibe. You know, we walked in definitely family ambiance. Like there's mm-hmm. families there having having dinner, and it was it was one that you know I wanted. To, it was like closer neighborhood. I think with us with code like dining options were were limited for yeah. some places, um, and also trying to get get different like a Rosati's. You guys were you know there's one here in Iowa. Right, there is a Rosati's here in Iowa. Yeah. So like trying to get like a different different market. Also like you know why not explore something new? Yeah. But we did have that pressure. We definitely sensed that pressure. <laughs> Megan's like, we ate there, and Megan's like, I feel like we could have taken Doug to a better place. <laughs> no, I mean, but, but like, but that's a that's a big piece of Chicago, though. Like, I mean, there's a reason why people go there, and then like, I do think that's like a valid part of the sort of like Chicago food experience. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, are there better places we could have gone? I'm 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 totally sure there were, but like, I don't think it was a bad pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, agree. I, think I think me me five years ago would have been like this pizza shit, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but like that's because the New York. I was a dumb like pizza snob that like didn't you know accept anything else, and now now I'm a much more chill like. I understand the plurality of like different kinds of pizzas that are out there in style that are like, yeah. And I, I and I have to say like everything. And, and I mean, I would say that like, well, I, I guess here's my question. Like, I feel like we have tavern style pizzas here. I feel like we mm-hmm. have something similar here in Iowa, that there are some like old school Italian joints like Chuck's or things like that, that, that will have like a sort of like thin crust tavern style pizza. Do you feel like there's a difference between the Chicago thin crust and other thin crusts? Here's, here's a sad reality. Yeah. There was a few places in Des Moines that were fucking great <laughs> and they're no longer here oh really yeah i think orlando's pizza mm. was great especially on the bike trail good good thin crust there mad meatball was another one mm-hmm. they had a cracker crust which was just crisp it was done really well it was it was like a charcuterie board pizza mm-hmm. style it was, it was just incredible and unfortunately they're not here anymore yeah. it's sad because it's like i feel like some of those pizzas would have compete competed against other cities even chicago pizzas yeah and the sad part is that they're not here anymore so like the the good thing about chicago is that it supports its its pizza and it's good pizza and those those places can last like here it's like you get a good pizza place and unfortunately you start getting like giordano's coming in and rosatis who can mm-hmm. essentially live on their own if they do struggle mm-hmm. but like orlando's is great i wish i was still here <laughs> yeah i mean i mean so i i mean what do you sort of consider to be the sort of like what are you looking for in a thin crust pizza what what made those like really good i think it's like the the ingredients like the flavor of the, the sausage i think like like for here for example like for i like the graziano sausage right mm-hmm. there's like flavor for me it's like it's too overpowering to let the other ingredients also oh, the, the okay. cheeses um the crust, like having a good crisp crust, and and having I don't know what that's called with that that grain underneath was like the little beads. Oh, they're like the cornmeal. It's like um, like a different kind of flour, like a coarser flour. Yeah, yeah, like some of that stuff. I like the the char the crust. Okay, um, gives it that good flavor. Yeah, and good sauce. But I think it's mostly like the Italian sausage, the the Supreme Pizza, which is like the, the green peppers and stuff. Oh like yeah, that. for me it's like the classic flavor that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more based of like me growing up with it. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's interesting that it's called tavern style pizza in that like 
I feel like, you know, once again, like having been like a New York pizza snob uh, for a while that like I do sort of think that like if I think like pizza and beer and what I what kind of pizza I want to have when I'm drinking beer. I think it's a tavern style pizza. <laughs> like I some, I don't know why that goes better together than like a New York slice or 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 some other kind of thing. But like for some reason, there's something very nice about the tavern style pizza that I think mm-hmm. just in my mind, like needs to be with like a pitcher of beer or like a pint or something. Yes. And so. But the situation with those tavern pizzas, they're always cut into squares. Yeah. And I tell my wife this, I'm like. I never know how much I eat. It's like, you know, you say about slices of the triangles. I'm like, I'm over here eating like, yeah. oh, this little bit, this little square is nothing. Yeah. When, just, when you've got the slices, when you've got like the, the triangular slices of pie, then you like, you know, I, I feel like there's generally like a rule when you order pizzas, like it's okay to get like two pieces of pizza, two slices of pizza. And then if there's any left, you're feeling hungry and like you're looking around and no one's going for it, then you can go for a third. But yeah, with the, with the little like rectangles and stuff, yeah, you never have any idea how, how much you're eating. If you get one of those like yeah. corner pieces, which is weird, it's a circle, yeah. but it's like that little triangle mm-hmm. of like, what is this? Yeah. You try to do math for a little while and then, then you give up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, right. But I do want to highlight. So two things. I want to highlight the one thing that you showed me, the Google Maps thing, the pinpoints. Mm. I use that all the time now. Mm. Uh, I showed it to my wife. So I, I recommend to our listeners to do it. It's pretty much Google Maps. Or if you have an iPhone, your Maps thing or your Android, you can save locations like restaurants, shops, and add it to a list, which Doug showed me. It's incredible because that way when you're like visiting somewhere or mm. you're trying to decide somewhere to eat, you have a list immediately. You're like, oh, wait, I want to try this place. Yeah. Let's try it. Uh, but question for you, Doug, how did it feel you walk into a neighborhood? Because I think one of my things when I hear when people visit Chicago, they stay in the downtown area, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, it feels like a city. Not for them. But recently I've had people who like actually venture out to the neighborhoods and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, I love this. I would definitely want to move here. Oh, yeah. How do you feel about walking in the neighborhoods? So, I mean, what's interesting is that like I... I've walked in that neighborhood before, mm-hmm. like in, in my previous trips, because I whenever I especially if I were I was on like a solo trip, which I've done a couple to Chicago, I would just walk all the time because it's not something I can do here in Des Moines as easily. Like there's just like not as much to see. And like I, and what you're kind of describing about like living there, but like, oh, you just explore everything around, like every <laughs> single corner is full of stuff. And that's what I like doing. And like that was the great thing about like whenever I take a trip to Chicago. I could just pick a direction I could walk and I would mm-hmm. just see a bunch of things and I could just like hang around and just explore and then kind of get lost in a sense. Uh, and then like finally find my way back to, you know, some, some destination a couple hours away that I knew I needed to get to at some point. And so like that was very natural. And I, and I love that area because it's so walkable and there's so much stuff to see and do. And, uh, and so I, I really like that. Like I, I actually don't like the downtown Chicago part of that very mm-hmm. much. Like a, I think, I mean, you know, there's things to do in the sense like they're like the big sort of landmark, like there's the the, the Art Institute, there's the museum, there's like all these things. Um, I'm not much of a like giant store shopper. So like mm-hmm. that downtown area like feels no draw for me. And like, honestly, the Macy's there. Macy's is just sad now. <laughs> Like it's, 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 it's a little, you know, I, I know they're trying really hard, but like, you know, it's just not what it used to be. That's true. And so a lot of the department stores just aren't what they used to be. And so, uh, which is unfortunate, but like, you know, some of those areas, like it's just, 
like I'm only there because I'm trying to get to something on the other side. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I actually don't like downtown that much. We ended up staying at a hotel uh, downtown uh, just because it was just a more central location and we could like go visit other places from mm-hmm. that. Not necessarily that there was anything to do. And honestly, like I think the food downtown is with the exception of like a couple places that are very, very like very, very high end. It's not that good. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think the perspective of like Chicago being expensive comes from people staying in downtown. And- yeah only going around there yeah but there's so much more value and there's so much more flavor if you get outside of mm-hmm. i don't know i don't even know what to call like the downtown area but like you know there's just you know any time where you if you're within like 10 minutes or 15 minutes walking distance from you know the bean there's other than other than like the sculptures and you know you're hanging out there there's, there's not that much to i'd say that's like fun to eat and walk around so except for the front the french market oh right yeah okay yeah some of those places are hidden like there was one of my favorite uh mediterranean spots (laughs) i haven't been out so i have to see if it's still open but Mm. when i was an intern at a company that was like downtown by the daily plaza there's like this jewelry row so there's like Mm. a bunch of jeweler shops that look somewhat sketchy but they're legit (laughs) and one of like this mediterranean spots like you walk into a jewelry shop you walk through the aisle of like the cases of the jewels and then right in the back corner is just like this little stand that sells like euros and falafel sandwiches oh nice and that's where i would eat like right like you can get like a six dollar like euro sandwich and it was phenomenal oh i love that so it's like always in like this french market that i you know i went to recent recently i don't even know why i call it french market it's very french themed but you go in there's a korean stand mm-hmm. there's a ramen stand there's a sushi <laughs> stand there's a like a Mexican stand, a lobster roll stand, like everything is like really cultural. But obviously, the cafeteria where you sit and eat is like French themed and, mm-hmm. and international. And like that was incredible. And I'm not yeah. sure how long that's been open, but you know, it, it's the thing that I found like in a lot of major cities that we're seeing a lot of, and even in some smaller cities, cities smaller than Des Moines, is like there's this idea of like these markets where you know you get these like businesses. And I mean, in a sense, I sort of feel like it's it's very much like ye old mall food court <laughs> mm-hmm. yes <laughs> but it's different i don't know what it is it's like the the food is more exciting the proprietors are more local it's not some yep you know uh, it feels i don't know like i it feels different and i feel like the people give more of a shit i don't know <laughs> oh yeah I, I i think it's different because it's not like these franchisees yeah. or like these fast food shops I, you know what like, i think it is is it's like with the mall food court, like people are there to buy stuff. Yes, and then like they'll eat food because it's there. Yep. Um, that, that may may not be entirely true, but like that's how I always felt. But like if I go to like a market kind of thing, like I'm there for the food, right, and I might right. buy. You're stuff. right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, and, and I guess there is like an Italy. Everyone says Italy's great. I've, yeah, Italy's I've, great. I've walked through. Honestly, I think Italy kind of paralyzes me because like. There's just like so many things I can try, and I feel like if I just go with one direction, I'm gonna miss out on everything, and it's like torture yeah. to me. I don't know why I can't do anything in Italy. I'm just like, <laughs> but but I'm happy you explore the neighborhoods because I think that's yeah. where that's where the food is, and that's where like where locals, you know, yeah. when we talk about Chicago, it is Chicago. Yeah, and you also you're in the neighborhood. You're next to uh, I want to call it the Highline, but that's not what it's called. But you're you're like next to like a relatively new like old railroad overpass 
kind of like running trail. Right? Yeah, it's called like the 606. The 606, so yeah. I think New York has uh, its own version. I think New York was one of the first ones to do it. But yeah. essentially, it's like an old elevated trail line that was like, there was like a factory that, you know, there's a bunch of factories there that are now comp- uh, apartment complexes. But they turned that railroad into like a jogging bike path mm-hmm. and pretty much gets you connected everywhere. More yeah. accessibility. Yeah, no cars, no like... I love it. Like I, I wish we had something like that. We have the skywalk, but it, that's lame. You can't bike on it. And yeah. it's mostly indoors. But. Like you said, there's a lot going on. So like walking, when I walk my dog, I feel like I, I walk like a mile, but it doesn't feel like I'm walking a mile, I walk two, three miles. I'm like, Oh, that's nothing. Like when we met up, uh, our train got stuck and we had to go to the art Institute. And I think it, we, the whole day we walked 13 miles. <laughs> that's right. Yes. And, but because there's so like you're just walking through so many buildings, it doesn't even feel like you're putting much of an effort. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. But tell me what was your what was your, your favorite uh food that we tried? I have to say there were there were a couple standouts. So I think I think it was the day that we went to the Art Institute. Uh, we had reservations after the Art Institute at um Frontera Grill, like mm-hmm. the the uh the very famous, like long standing Chicago restaurant. From uh, what's his name, Mark Rick Bayless. Oh, sorry, uh, Rick Rick Bayless. Yes, yeah. of course. Um, and uh, I'd never gotten to eat there before, so that was like a first. We had reservations. We went to eat there, and um, I feel like lately the annoying thing is that, and I, I think this has been happening to you too. But uh, Megan and, and Shelby are ordering better than we are at yes. restaurants, and it's very frustrating. Yes. <laughs> they keep on ordering the better dishes. And uh, it's, uh, but uh, Shelby ordered this, this like vegetarian um, dish. It was, it was like a, a pumpkin. Uh, and then there was a bunch of stuff inside. And it was just, I, I don't know what it was. Uh, it was a little bit like there was like a three sisters inside of a pumpkin mm-hmm. dish. And it just like blew my mind. It was so amazing. It was so good. It was so satisfying. And all the flavors like blend together perfectly. It was just one of those magical combinations. And that was uh, absolutely insane. And and I think uh, later that night we went to uh, one of the one of the new like I feel like places that's going to become your regular right. Yeah. Cafe so, Irazu. Yeah. Irazu. It's uh, I think Costa Rican. Costa Rican. OK. Uh, let me just double check that. But it is one of my favorite places. Yeah. Just because they have sandwiches that are phenomenal they have these plates that are they're big yes they're costa rican mm-hmm. and they just do everything so well their empanadas are fantastic oh their empanadas were so good yes so their meat the way they do their meat or their plantains is just phenomenal so it's definitely yeah. one of the places where like we know that anything that you order yeah is is going to be good and it hits different price points so if people are on kind of budget that are visiting, it's a good place. If people want to spend a little bit more and get like a heftier plate, they can go for it. Mm-hmm. It just meets so many checkpoints and it alleviates some of stress. And we love eating there. It's definitely yeah. one of the places where like we've stopped by and we and we stopped by on a whim. I think it was like mm-hmm. literally the first day we moved in, we just walked around the neighborhood. We were hungry after, you know, emptying out the U-Haul. And it was just one of the places where like. Very inviting. They have outdoor space. And we looked at it and they're like, okay, like, let's just try something small. Right. And we try something small and like, this is delicious. I'm like, all right, let's order something else. And like, let's try this other thing. And we're like, oh my God, this is great. Right. We're coming back. Yeah. And I think it was just like a a domino effect of people visiting us. And we're like, um, making decision. All right. Pressure. 
we're going to go to this place. Yeah. And we just kept on having it. I'm like, oh my God, this place never fails. Yeah. And also the customer service, the people are super inviting and yeah. super friendly. And I think that that adds to it. And you're like, you know what? It, it crushed a lot of checkpoints where like, it's affordable, different price points. It's delicious. It's inviting. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm also trying to fight the stereotypes of like Chicago's expensive. Chicago's not friendly. And to bring in people here and experiencing that. Yeah. It's a BYOB place. Literally, you can bring your own liquor and mm-hmm. they'll give you mixers. Yeah. Which is another thing that's why you forgot about BYOB places. <laughs> and that's like probably a later conversation. But <laughs> I was like, oh, you can, they can bring my own beer. Like, yeah. I can go to the liquor store, buy a ten a six pack, and then just bring it to a restaurant, mm-hmm. which is like still to this day. I haven't done it, yeah, because I've done it when I was in college, but I haven't done it now. Yeah. Oh yeah, it, it was it was really good, just really vibrant, flavorful food. Uh, it was like also still really well balanced and really satisfying, and mm-hmm. like I thought I ordered the best thing. I was ordering this like really, really <laughs> like really satisfying looking like pork sandwich. Shelby ordered the chicken. Chicken was better. Now, I, there's nothing wrong with my sandwich. It was a good sandwich, but mm-hmm. the chicken was better. And like when your chicken is better than the pork, you're doing something really good. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes like uh, when you order something, <laughs> I, th- I tell my wife this like, every time I eat her food. And I'm like, I think it tastes better because it's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. Because like, you're restricted, right? You're like, mm-hmm. you're, ta- you're already able to take one or two bites mm-hmm. and they're like, trying to savor those yeah you're like oh that's so good yeah. but you're like i know i can't have more it's just mm-hmm. that the restriction that makes it taste even better yeah um but for some reason when you go back you just keep ordering the same thing yeah. even though you're like i know that I should order that amazing <laughs> bite i had but, but we'll see how it go there yeah where else we we ended up at uh well okay i actually finally got to cross something off of uh, a long-standing like checklist item uh, which is uh, on our last day there, after we'd um, gone to the Museum of Science of in- and Industry, uh, we went to see the Marvel exhibit there, which, you know, all like the, the Marvel superhero, like costumes and everything. It was really cool. It was a lot of fun. It was cool. Uh, and, and of course, th- that was just like one piece of the entire, it, it is a gigantic place. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I think we only got to see like maybe 25% of it. Yeah, it was my first time. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it was Megan's first time. Like the people like, like Megan grew up, like she lived in the West Side <laughs> by the United Center. Like she grew up there. And, you know, as a kid, I've heard about this Museum of Science and Industry. It was my first time that I was like a kid. Yeah. I was like, this is awesome. There's so much there. And I, I need to go back and like give it a full on viewing. But we we went there. We got some of the Marvel stuff. We saw a couple other things, some other exhibits. Uh, there's just so much there. But then afterwards, uh, before we uh, got in a plane back to Des Moines, uh, we stopped at Portillo's. Yes. Which for, Portillo's. for many, many years, people, anyone who's been to Chicago, like I feel like there's a, there is a big like, sort of sort of Chicago, Iowa connection. I feel like yeah. a lot of Chicago kids or Chicago suburb kids and going to university in Iowa universities. Uh, and so, you know, they always remember Portillo's as a place that they would always go for like birthdays and other celebrations and things mm-hmm. like that. And so I finally got to go to Portillo's. And tell uh, me your, your what you think, Doug. It was it was very, very, very good. I really liked it. Uh I, I had an Italian beef. Shelby ordered a hot dog. We kind of like traded halves, uh, a Chicago dog, and, and we traded kind of halves there. I got like a, a was it double dipped? Yep. Uh, which was nice with peppers and things like that. And it it was really, really good. It was really satisfying. It was I have to say, like, it was like the exact right amount of food. Yeah. Which I, I, I sort of feel like when people talk about Portillo's, I feel like they talk about like 
high proportion, big proportions. Yeah, like, and, and honestly, I feel like that's actually an Iowa thing. I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I didn't, I didn't get the. I'm not complaining. I like, I liked that it was the size that it was, but I feel like Iowa tends to like go a little harder on the portion sizes, uh, in in some ways. And so, like, it was really nice to like not get completely like crushed, mm-hmm. uh, by by like you know. A meal like that, and I, I felt really, especially since we were getting on a plane, and like yeah. I don't, I don't want to get on a plane and be like too full. That's true. <laughs> that's, get, that's get not good around. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, the whole connection suburb thing. Like, it was, I believe, it was founded uh, originally like in the suburbs, mm-hmm. and it just made a huge impact. And what I love about it is like, if you go to one Portillo's, you kind of been to them all. You, yeah. ex- you experience like waiting in line yeah. while you're standing next to someone eating. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's just crowded and, and constantly yelling the numbers and mm-hmm. wondering if they called you. And obviously people getting frustrated. Yeah. It's, it is organized chaos. Yeah. Just waiting for deliciousness. Yeah. It is an <laughs> operation. Let me tell you. I was like, because you can see into the kitchen and everything. Like like I said, I know a lot of people who are listeners are like, of course, Pertillas. We know. We know. But like, yeah. this is the first time I've ever been there. And so I didn't actually know that much. And I decided to go in pretty like blank. I didn't try, try not to do any research or anything. And and yeah, it was it was an operation. It was it was insane to see like the mechanics of everything going on in the open kitchen and and yeah, and and yeah, waiting in line, and 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 there's just like an energy because like everyone is like really hungry and is like waiting, mm-hmm. and like you can tell you can tell how much they're anticipating, and that I feel like that's a little bit infectious. So it is, yeah, and it's infectious to the point where like you want to have it frequently, yeah, and it's I don't know, there's just like a relief, like you're waiting, you're waiting, and it's also that expectation, I'm like it's gonna be good, and you're eating, you're like yes, yeah. you're it's as good as I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. Um, no, it's nice. Uh, Oh, I will say, uh, not food, but drink. Uh, we ended up at that that one whiskey bar. What was that called? <laughs> Delilah's. Delilah's. Oh. <laughs> we I, we were treasure. trying to find a place to like kind of like end the night at and grab a couple of drinks, and we had been walking past this place that you know I'd kind of like looked it up a little bit. And I was like, oh, it's a whiskey bar. Like we could see like pictures of it uh-huh. in there. And, and of course, you and Megan had just been on a trip to Kentucky. Yes, we were in Kentucky. Uh, we did some bourbon trails. I love whiskey. I I mean, I don't know if this comes across the podcast, but I'm a huge spirits guy. to agave whiskey that includes bourbon, rye, and scotch, um, and Irish whiskey. And so we just came back from Kentucky, did the bur- some bourbon trail, hit up some few distilleries, Um you know, we did the whole pin drop thing. But yeah, we come to this Delilah's thing. <laughs> and, you know, it's also memory because Megan had her going away to moving to Iowa, right. which is like full circle. So the first time coming back here is when we, when we move and you came to the visit. And tell me what you thought. I, I mean, it, it was interesting. It, it looked like it had definitely like a take or a personality. And like yes. it is a dive bar, like a good dive bar, the good kind of dive bar. Just the right amount of neon, uh, the right amount. Like, and, and once again, it's been it had been so long since I'd been in a bar like that that like I got this weird sense memory of like just the smell of it of uh-huh. like of like you know spilled beer, whiskey, and like whatever the bar sanitizer <laughs> is. Right? There's this yes. very specific smell and like and like cigarette smoke from people who were smoking outside coming back in stuff like that. Um, and it was a very specific smell and I realized like, oh my God, I don't, I did not realize how much I missed 
like this. Oh yeah, I, so Twilis is out there. <laughs> I when I saw my wife and I saw Doug's face, and you can tell Doug was like having. If anyone has ever seen uh, Ratatouille, when like <laughs> the like the the critic bites that bite, he has like that full memory back. You looked at Doug and like he was not at that bar. He was in his head <laughs> reminiscing something, yeah. and we're like, and there was just like a smile and twinkle in your yeah. eye. It, it was a it's a true dive bar, which I think is is really interesting in that like it's a bit of like I don't want to say bait and switch because like that's not accurate. This is a good thing, but like it is the veneer of a, a dive bar, and it is a dive bar, and there are uh-huh. people crushing old styles all day long, and 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 even like when Meg was talking about having her going away party there when she was going to Iowa State, she was not drinking whiskey. She was. Yeah, you know, Jameson shots yeah. and uh, she was drinking with everyone. When ninety percent of the people around us in the bar that day were drinking, which was just like beer and and shots mm-hmm. and 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 bad cocktails, probably. But they also have like a a many paged whiskey menu, yeah. <laughs> and like you have a binder and they have, they have their own selects, and you're like, what? And it's like you see it as like a decor, and I guess like. If you're not the person who's looking for it, you right. don't notice those things, right? right? You notice like, oh, it's the $3 old style that I'm about to order or like the craft yeah. beer or to have a special that's $5. You get a shot of Jameson with, with the old style. But it's like now that I'm in that realm that I appreciate whiskeys and I walked in there, I'm like, oh, shit. I did not realize yeah. that <laughs> the extensive collection that they've had, that they have like bottles that have dust that's been like not touched for years. And I was like. So this has been here the whole time, and I just never really realized it. <laughs> and, the, and the staff, they know their shit. Yeah, they know their shit. <laughs> and, and, and it blows my way because, like, you know, I, the the bartender was helping me. I was asking questions, and she's met, like, one of the, the head master blenders for Dalmore, like, recently. And just breaking it down, like, the, like just to get that knowledge. And I was yeah. like, oh, shit. Like, like. You know, someone's just ordering a, a, a beer from her, but like she's like literally diving into deep of like history and her own collection. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, I mean, and, and to say that, like, for me to say that they know their shit is a little bit disingenuous because everything that you talked about, that you and Megan talked about with her, was way over my head. <laughs> and I was like, I was lost. I was just like, oh, this is like a different level. And so, but it was amazing because, like, I don't know, like she lit up when she realized she was around people who knew like whiskey well and like and that was I mean you you both lit up and you had this like beautiful conversation that I I didn't know what half of what you were talking about but it was it was really fun to see (laughs) I think also the fact that like you know I I mean she was I think the other thing that I I think that sparked her day she gloomed is like I think a lot of people don't respect the opinions of like women in in whiskey I think it's changing now and evolving but man like when I ordered a whiskey and when I actually asked for the binder, you can tell other people's faces, like just normal, like, you know, people that are ordering regular beers are like, what is that? And I think I chose some whiskeys for you to try. Yes, and- they were very good. And and actually, um, I, I think we tried some, some, I actually ended up trying some Petey or whiskeys and usually, or Petey or scotches. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I've uh, just personally have avoided some of the PD or scotches for a long time because, you know, I tried a really super PD scotch a long time ago and like decided that wasn't for me. But like, 
I ended up trying some new ones and like could appreciate it. And maybe it's the time or maybe it's because this is a different kind of like PD scotch, but it was, it was nice to kind of delve mm. into that. And now I know there's like, maybe I need to go back to that. And so that really kind of shifted some things around in my brain that like, yeah, there's some, there's some unexplored territory there that I need to get into. Oh yeah. I, and that's the one thing I, I think it, it's saying the test, like, you know, our taste was evolve, yeah. but also our knowledge of things that we know that there's different variations for, for something, right? Like if you have a taco, one place is not going to taste the same as the other place. So yeah. it's, so to explore like that but i was <laughs> i'm so happy you brought that up just like oh delilah's like, yeah delilah's just like a dive bar like, i want to take people there but i still don't know their comfort level right yeah like do you feel like there's any places for you where you're like i want to take someone here but i'm not sure of their comfort level i mean yeah i mean sometimes i'll get that in terms of like if someone's visiting and they want restaurants to like you know uh, suggestions or something like that but i know they're not a very adventurous eater then like you kind of have to plan around that mm. you know that like yeah, we probably shouldn't go to this like slightly challenging place. Uh, but but sometimes, you know, what I like is, I mean, I think what's nice about uh, on one aspect of like Delilah's is that like, yeah, you can go there and you're going to have a super kind of like low end, just crushing cans of PBR kind of night there. And that's fine. But you can also like spend some money and get some really good stuff there. And I think like I like places that have that ability to kind of like flex in that direction. Yeah. And so, um, I like places that, that will give you, you know, some stuff that people have seen before, but then also have some room for you to try some like, you know, new and interesting things out there. And I, I think those are, those are valuable places. I think that's where people, you know, they see like, you know, you, you can take a group of friends and they can go to the same place like 10 times. And then, you know, someone comes and visits them and they go to that same place and they order something that no one else would ever order. And mm -hmm. now all of a sudden that's like changed the dynamic. And now one of those other people tries it. And now that's like a part of them. And now that's their go-to. And like, I like places that allow for that exploration where it's like, you know, you can get outside of that comfort zone. Also, one of my favorite things that you have to experience are the, the, the types of crowds. So <laughs> I think we, w we went after we had pizza. Yeah. And I think it was like around like eight o'clock or seven. So you have like the crowd that's leaving that's yeah. already drunk from like going there after work, drinking, <laughs> yeah. and then now they're gonna they're going home drunk to then the crowd that's coming in to yeah. start their night. Yeah, it's always fascinating because it's like I just got here. It's eight o'clock and people are like two a.m. like <laughs> behaving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's definitely like. That gives you the FOMO though. You see, you walk around and you're like, oh, I want to try that bar. And it's just a place that you want to like kind of like have the same feeling that you had, right? Like yeah. something that you missed. Mm -hmm. You're like, I didn't realize I missed this this much. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, it was, it was a delightful weekend uh, coming to Chicago and visiting you. Uh, we'll have to do it again. Uh, hopefully things become a little bit safer. I yeah. think things are sort of ramping up here in Iowa right now uh, as we're recording this. But uh, ho hopefully in a few months it'll be safe again because we definitely love to visit again and try some more places. That's right. I mean, to our listeners out there, give it a try. Yeah. I know like, you know, L.A. and New York gets, yeah. gets its credit, like New Orleans. But Chicago holds us up up there. Yeah, and no. If you're in the area, tag me or uh, message me and, you know, I, we can share some, some places that we enjoy. And uh, if anything, maybe we can meet up for a drink. Yeah, so David is now, you know, in addition to being co-founder of the, the Beyond Hungry podcast, is now our senior Chicago correspondent <laughs> <laughs> in the Midwest. So, uh, yeah. 
yeah, please reach out to us and let us know uh, what you've liked, what you haven't, and um, if there's anything that you'd like us to talk about. Uh, you can find us and DM us questions and comments at We Are Beyond Hungry on Instagram and Facebook. You can also reach us at We Are Beyond Hungry at gmail.com. And I want to say thank you to Bo Brenton for our music. You can find him on social at Bo Brenton. That's B E A U B R E N T O N. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts or however you rate podcasts. And if you're feeling generous, write us a sentence or two. An actual written review uh, always looks good on there. And as always, thank you for listening. Thanks.